for joining me for this week's episode. You're listening to Sandoval Bench Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Sandoval. Uh, for this week, wanted to get into week three recap of the NFL games, uh, talk about Big 12 expansion. That kind of slipped through the cracks the last couple episodes. Uh, talk about Kyrie and Andrew Wiggins and their um, their stance on the vaccine and not getting it and how that could affect the Warriors and the Nets this season. A uh, couple shows that I finished and then uh, new ones are back for season two. Get into my watch list and then uh, week four preview. And then we have some other NBA news with Ben Simmons. Uh, so first, yeah, let's start with Ben Simmons. Uh, Ben Simmons is getting this relationship is apparently just done with him and, uh, Joel Embiid doesn't want to play with Embiid at all anymore. Um, you know, apparently him and Tobias Harris, uh, Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris and other players, I think it was Matisse Thibel as well, um, flew out to LA or they were going to fly out to LA to meet with Ben Simmons, talk about, uh, their plan and, you know, how they want to, they want to play with him still and all this and. Uh, ben Simmons told him, hey, don't waste your time. I don't want to talk. I don't want to play with you guys anymore. I'm done with this team. He feels that the the relationship with uh, Joel Embiid has run its course. If I'm Joel Embiid, I'm happy about that, you know, because I, I don't want to play with Ben Simmons. I don't want to play with someone who's scared to shoot the ball. Um, and, you know, Joel Embiid's the main player on that team anyway. I think the offense needs to run through him more. Um, but yeah, Ben Simmons still wants out, not going to report to camp. Um, I think he has like four years left on his deal though. So it's kind of, kind of a difficult place. Uh, you know, there was reports that he's going to sit out for the rest of the season or for the season if he doesn't get traded at all. Uh, but if I'm, if I'm the Sixers, just trade him, get rid of him. Who cares? Uh, trade him to... Trade him to Minnesota, you know, trade him to Detroit. I know Detroit's up and coming. They have some pieces there. They'll be good in the next few years. But, you know, it's cold there. You know, when you start losing and it's, you know, late December, January, and you're cold and you're, you're not enjoying yourself. Uh, so trade him there. Trade him to Cleveland. Trade him where it doesn't matter that there's an NBA team, you know, if he wants to play like this. But I just think Ben Simmons looks so soft. He looks weak. He looks mentally weak because, you know, it's not because like, hey, you know, I don't like my role. You know, I dropped 40 or whatever. And, you know, I just don't, don't think we have it as a team uh, to, you know, make it to the championship or win a championship at all. So, you know, instead of, you know, being the leading scorer for the Sixers, I want to go do it in, for the Lakers. You know, it's not like that's happening. It's he was scared in the playoffs. It's all in his head. You know, he felt like they were putting too much pressure on him to shoot the three and make free throws, which should be a common thing. Like, you should be able to shoot free throws as an NBA player. Like, that's your job is to shoot. You should be able to, to shoot a free throw. Um, and so he was just scared the whole time, basically, in the playoffs. And, you know, uh, I felt that Doc Rivers and Joel Embiid didn't really defend him or back him up during that press conference after that, that playoff loss. Um, and I think that hurt his feelings. And then also, I think it hurt his feelings before that he was in trade talks. You know, they were in trade talks to trade him for James Harden, which is like, that's fair though. You know, like for the, from the Sixers side, like, of course you're going to try to trade Ben Simmons for James Harden. James Harden, James Harden is twice the player that Ben Simmons is. He's a way better player than Ben Simmons. Like who does Ben Simmons think he is? He obviously thinks he's better than he is. He thinks he's on the same level 
or better than James Harden, which is ridiculous. Um, so yeah, if I'm the Sixers, just you know, just have a clean break, just trade him, get rid of him. You don't need that that kind of situation. You know, he already wasn't super confident in his abilities to score or anything like that, or his his fit with the team, and you know, it's showing. So you know, he doesn't want to make it work in Philly and doesn't want to work on his shot. He enjoys being an NBA player, but doesn't want to put in the work to take that next step or to take the team to to a championship level, contending level, um, you know, ability to to win. You know, they're they're not there yet. You know, and I think it's mainly because of Ben Simmons. You know, and and sometimes Tobias Harris, I guess. But you know, you can't expect Tobias Harris to be the second best player on that team. Uh, but I guess now you can if you get rid of Ben Simmons. But I I just think yeah they gotta they gotta trade him, get rid of him. I don't know who wants him. You know, contract-wise, is bad. His his stock is like at the lowest it's been. He has no trade value right now. Um, any team that trades for him, I guarantee you they'll have to they'll have to give back a first-round pick, maybe multiple first-round picks. You know, two, a couple second-round picks, but definitely a couple starters. It's gonna have to. They're gonna have to get a lot back from him. Um, sorry, I misspoke. The Sixers will have to add in a first-round pick to trade Ben Simmons because his his uh, his value is so low. It's at the lowest it's ever been. Um, so I, I think something will happen here either before the season starts, like early uh, October, or um, you know by the end of the year at least, because then. They'll realize, like, okay, he's he's being serious. You know, they're, they're probably trying to call his bluff. Like, okay, no, he's going to come back, you know. Uh, but if he doesn't show up at all and he's just still hanging out in L.A. And, you know, if the Sixers, they're off to a slow start, you know, maybe they, they've lost, like, five straight or something like that. I think Daryl Morey, he definitely pulls the trigger. I don't know who, who makes a trade. Maybe Sacramento. Um, I'm not sure if they're interested. You know, they do have a lot of pieces, though. You know, you could get a Buddy healed. I don't think Sacramento would trade uh, Tyrese Halliburton. I really like him. He's good. Uh, he would be great with the Sixers, and so would uh, Buddy Heald because he can shoot three. Um, so you have some pieces there that if I'm the Sixers, I would, I would ask for, and that's probably, like, the best package you might be able to get because, um, like, you know, the teams he wants to go to, Lakers, they don't want him. Clippers, I would love to see him in the Clippers. I think that'd be great for him. I'm not sure if there's any interest there, honestly, and um, I don't think they have the, the assets to, to trade for him. Uh, no room in Golden State. Um, you know, they already got fined 50000 for coming out and saying that he doesn't actually fit with them and that they're not interested. Uh, yeah, so so that's not happening either. Um, it, he has limited spots he can go to. Um, I guess we'll continue with the NBA. Uh, Kyrie Irving and Andrew Wiggins, uh, they are headlining uh, the two stupidest players right now. Um, you know, at first we had Cam Newton. You know, I had a rant there a few episodes ago about, you know, you're making over a million dollars there in the NFL. You're making a lot of money, you know, to play the sport that you worked so hard to, to you know, be great at. And I think Cam Newton got cut because he wasn't vaccinated. And then it also cost him a potential starting job in Washington because he was unvaccinated. Um, so that's two jobs right there lost potentially because he was unvaccinated. And now, you know, in San Francisco County, you know, for the Golden State Warriors play, if you're unvaccinated as a player, 
you can't play any home games. You can't practice. You can't do anything. So basically, you're out 40, 40 games right there. You can't play. And Andrew Wiggins is doubling down on his stance. He's saying, I don't want to get it, but if I'm forced to get it, I will get it. Well, guess what, dude? You're being forced to get it. You know, and I think again, under the uh, collective bargaining agreement with the NBA, you can lose money on that. You can lose paychecks if you don't get your vaccine because you're not playing in home games. And uh, he applied for religious exemption, and they denied him because they know that there's no religious exemption there for him. He's just bullshitting to try to not get the vaccine. And then Kyrie is probably even dumber because he, I don't know, he thinks he's smarter than he is, but he's not. And he has, because he makes more money than than Andrew Wiggins. So he's going to forfeit more money than Wiggins because... You know, Brooklyn, where the Brooklyn Nets play, the county that they're in, I don't know what the county is over there, but they have the same rules as San Francisco County. So the he can't play any home games, Kyrie Irving, can't practice, can't do anything. And then now he's saying, like, oh, yeah, my vaccination status is private. Like, dude, it's not really private if it affects other people on your team. I get it if you, you know, you work somewhere else, you work at Walmart, and you want to tell people, oh, it's private. You know, I don't have to tell you, but I'll be here at work. You know, that's fine. But when you have... And you're in the NBA and, and you have other teammates, you know, and coaches and a whole organization that relies on you to show up and be consistent, then it, it is it's not a personal decision because they can decide to trade you because of that and or not pay you if you're gonna still gonna be on the roster. And so he's gonna like for his contract, he's gonna lose like four hundred and forty thousand dollars a game if he doesn't if he doesn't play and they forfeit his checks and he doesn't get vaccinated, $440,000. Like, say all you want about the fucking vaccine and if you're an idiot and don't want to get it, that's up to you. And you don't believe in stuff, you don't believe in science, that's fine. You could die on that hill. I don't care. I'm not going to die on that hill. But, you know, all that aside, if someone, if you're getting paid $440,000 a game, and you don't believe in vaccines, you don't think they work, why wouldn't you still get the vaccine so you could get your $440,000 a game? Like, that's 40 games you're missing right there. Like, do the math. You're missing a lot of money right there just because of your your stupid stance on not getting the vaccine. Like, I once, once you have a, a, a super strong belief and it's costing you money, I think you're officially an idiot. Like, if it's not costing you money, fine. Go ahead and just post on social media. Go on YouTube, whatever. Go on your rants or just yell at the TV at your house. That's fine. It's not costing you. It's not, you know, affecting your bills, your paychecks. You know, you're still able to put food on the table. But as soon as as, as you're losing your job, like there's people out there who, who are refusing to get the vaccine and they're losing their jobs. And they're like, yep, I, I, I believe my beliefs. You know, I, I, I'm going to stand on this hill and die because, you know what, I... I, this is my right as an American. You can't tell me what to do, whatever. Well, dude, you don't have a job now. And in some states, you're not going to be able to get un- unemployment benefits at all. So, okay, if you want to do that, then go ahead and do that. They're going to force you to get it either way. And if, if you don't get it, then you're not going to have any food. You're not going to be able to pay your bills. You're not going to be able to pay rent. And you're going to be homeless, unvaccinated. But, hey, man, you stuck it out. You didn't get your vaccine. So... I don't know. Kyrie Irving is an idiot. Four hundred forty thousand dollars for every game. Like you could, you can pay me fifty thousand dollars. I'll, I'll get the vaccine again for fifty thousand dollars. Like, come on.
it doesn't take that much, man. Like, it's not like the science is there. Everything's been fine. It's like whatever decision you make, that's up to you. But as soon as it starts affecting your wallet, like, that's just stupid. That's, that's dumb. Come on. And, of course, you know, they asked Kevin Durant this on media day. They're like, oh, you know, those are his decision for him and his family. You know, we're going to adjust accordingly. And Steph Curry said the same thing about Andrew Wiggins. If I'm if I'm the Nets and I'm the Warriors, I'm calling I'm calling up the Sixers right now. I'm like, hey, do you want do you want Kyrie Irving? Do you want Andrew Wiggins? Give us Ben Simmons as long as he's fucking vaccinated and he he promises to work on his shot. Like we'll take him. Like Kyrie Irving for one is he's just not worth it, man. All his like sideshow bullshit, fucking wanting to be like some philosopher or something. You know, how long was it until he finally realized that the earth is round? It's not fucking flat. We're we are living on a sphere. And like he was on that train for so long and then he he came out like, "Oh yeah, that was a joke or whatever." Like I wasn't being serious. Like, "Okay, dude. Nice cover up. You've never told a joke in your life. Like everything is always, you know, how always has to be so woke. You know, he he's so understanding of all all the troubles in, in the world and but you know if he he's so like understanding of everything but not science obviously because he thought the earth was flat and then not you know science now again because he doesn't want to get the vaccine with like okay like why don't we just listen to the smart people let them take care of it because your four months at duke university were not very helpful there was a trade though on the table i think the nets had had brought this to Kevin Durant and said, hey, you know, can we trade Kyrie for Ben Simmons? And he shot it down. Now I, I think they'd like to take it back. You know, I think they could win the championship without Kyrie. But with, like, they, they'll, they have a chance, you know, not like a 100% chance for sure they'll win in that time frame. But with Kyrie, it's, you know, they're like for sure a, a favorite in the East uh, even with Milwaukee, just because the injuries to uh, Harden and Kyrie last year, and you're pretty much playing with just Kevin Durant, you know, taking 30, 40 shots or whatever it was. Um, so, yeah, with Kyrie, they have a way better chance. But without him, I mean, they could still win. You know, if they did trade Kyrie and, you know, got a nice package together, got some good pieces, you know, some role players and stuff, you know, I think they can do it. Um, you know, Katie doesn't need that much help. And, you know, for the Warriors, you know, Andrew Wiggins, you know, he was a bright spot last year and, you know, he was going to take a next step this year. But if you don't get a, if he doesn't get the vaccine, he's not playing any games. Like, why would you keep someone on your roster who can't play all the home games? Like, that doesn't even make any sense. So, like, okay, bye. See ya. See, now I'm bothered. Now, now I'm upset because it, it just doesn't make any sense, you know, like. I just I don't understand why you would want to do that. Um, okay, moving on. Big Twelve expansion. You know that after uh, Oklahoma and Texas left, um, you know there was a lot of talk about who, what kind of schools the the Big Twelve is gonna reach out to and and who are they gonna bring in. Um, so you have, so I think I got a couple right. I had said um, so they brought in University of Houston, which I they're gonna have to rebuild their Texas pipeline, keep the same Texas universities that they have, and then bring in another one. So you have Houston, since they're losing Texas. Uh, they brought in Cincinnati, brought in UCF, you know, Central Florida, 
which you know that's I don't know travel wise that's that's pretty far from from where most of these schools are playing, and then you got BYU. So BYU is good because you know television exposure. They have a, a strong uh, fan base, and you kind of break it into that West Coast pipeline there. So all four of these schools will be added. They'll be members, official members, no later than 24-25 of the athletic year. And so all these other schools are still there. Uh, but, you know, I don't know if that's strong enough. You know, I, I guess you know, they kind of had to pivot. And, you know, this is like the only route they could have gone. You know, other, other conferences, they weren't willing to take on some of those schools. They didn't really have any interest. I think the only one apparently was like Kansas because of the basketball uh, exposure, but no one wanted Baylor or anything like that, which I don't know. I felt like was kind of tough. Um, and then another realignment news, I guess Air Force and Colorado State are going to the AAC, leaving the Mountain West Conference. Um, so some moves there. And uh, yeah, but I, I think this is, you know, there's going to be a lot of conferences responding to the SEC and then, you know, I guess this alliance, we'll see what happens to the alliance. But as I said a couple months ago, the alliance is just for voting purposes. You know, the college football expansion, every, like, conference head has to vote, like, hey, this is what I vote on. And so basically their their alliance is with the a ACC, Big Ten, and the Pac-12. That's three votes right there. And the, the idea for this alliance is that they're going to have three votes in unison. So they're going to outnumber the rest of the Power Five, including the SEC. So they can basically dictate what they want. They could get automatic bid qualifiers, you know, expansion to 12 teams so they can have more uh, schools representing their conferences, which they're actually going to decide tomorrow, Wednesday. Uh, they're going to do a vote for, like, kind of a framework. I think they go to 12 schools, um, you know, because that's, like, the end goal is to go to do 12. Um, if they went to eight, that would just be like, okay, well, how long until we go to 12? You know, I think that's just kind of a shortcut. They just need to go all the way to 12 and just call it good and, and not have to talk about this for a while. Uh, but, yeah, so we'll see tomorrow where that ends up. Um, switching gears to uh, NFL. We had a good week three. Sunday night football was, uh, was a good game. You know, I was upset with uh, the end, obviously. The Packers came out. They won on a last-second field goal. You know, they the 49ers scored touchdown winning by one point at the end of the game, uh, but left 36, 37 seconds left for Aaron Rodgers. And, yep, he drove down the field easily because the 49ers uh, secondary is very injured. Josh Norman was sent to the hospital with, like, a collapsed lung, coughing up blood. You know, they have all kinds of injuries still. They have no running back, you know, at all. Um, you know, their defense is just – Banged up. D'Amico Ryan's the new defensive coordinator. I don't know if he, he has it. Um, you know, I, I thought they would be start off 3-0. and You know, I thought they were going to beat the Packers. But it was at least they didn't get blown out. You know, the Packers are a good team. You know, even though I said I would trade them, uh, trade Aaron Rodgers because of, you know, just want to get away from the drama, be done with it. But, you know, they're still going to win like 12 games this season. You know, and now, you know, they only have one loss and – you know that was a that was an important win for uh, for Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. You know, being the 49ers because 
you know, the 49ers have had their number over the last few years. You know, in the playoffs and regular season, you know, you don't really expect the Packers to beat the 49ers um, in that situation. You know, uh, the 49ers have been dominating them pretty much uh, last few years. But uh, Rodgers and that Devontae Adams connection is pretty unstoppable. Uh, they targeted him 18 times against the Niners, and the Niners knew that, and they still couldn't do anything. You know, so the only thing with, with the 49ers are worried about is their defense. You know, they have no secondary right now, um, and they're not re-signing Richard Sherman, I guess, out of maybe because of his, you know, with that domestic violence issue when he's trying to fight his fiance or his wife's dad or something. I don't know, uh, but he's reportedly going to Tampa. He's visiting Tampa. Uh, the 49ers signed someone from Chicago, signed some help there. Uh, but they're having some issues. You know, Brandon Ayuk, he finally got some playing time, had one touchdown, had a drop, didn't look that good. Uh, but, yeah, they have no running game. And everyone's just keeps piling on Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, but, you know, he had that great drive at the end to get the lead against the Packers. And, you know, it's a work in progress, you know, and um, – I think it's fine that they lost that early, but now next week they play the Seahawks, and then after that they play the Cardinals. And you know the Seahawks are in last place in the division because they just lost the Vikings, but Cardinals are undefeated. I know it, it hasn't been; it's been you know re- relatively easy, but they look like they're all on the same page. Everything's clicking there for them, and and they look good. And that division is is really tough so far because the Rams, the Rams dominated. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers like completely dominated them. Uh, Matthew Stafford is, you know, I hate doing MVP early, but he just looks amazing. Him and Cooper cup are, you, you can't do anything about it. You know, they, they're just Cooper cups going to get a touchdown or two each game. It seems like, uh, but they were in complete control of this game. Buccaneers have, they have no run game right now. Um, you had the leading rusher was Tom Brady. One touchdown. 14 yards, three carries. After that, you know, you had Ronald Jones, 11 yards. Leonard Fournette, eight yards. Chris Godwin, two yards. That was their running game. Like, you can't win. You can't go. You can't win the Super Bowl with, with rushing yards like that. Like, come on. I know it was like that last year, but now now it's, it seems a little different. You know, they just completely are relying on Tom Brady. Hey, man, you got to bail us out of this one. He threw 55 times. During that game, only had one touchdown. Um, yeah, it's just you can't. They're not going to be able to repeat like that at all. Uh, but the Rams, you know, somewhat balanced attacks on Michelle. You know, only sixty-seven yards, but they gave him twenty touches. You know, and you know who I was surprised with it was Deshaun Jackson. You know, he had that big seventy-five-yard touchdown uh, from Matthew Stafford. He only had three receptions, but it was for one hundred twenty yards and a touchdown. He still has it. He's like. 50 years old now, still running a 4-3-40, and still, you know, running past DBs and getting wide open. So, uh, but, you know, my, my one concern with the Rams, or, or not really concerned, but I just think it's kind of odd that they haven't been able to get Robert Woods going. It's like him and Matthew Stafford are on the same page, haven't been able to get um, a lot of receptions, not a lot of targets for him either. Uh, they do target Cooper Cup the most. He's averaging like 10-plus targets each game so far this season. Um, but, yeah, those that was uh, the NFC West. Uh, let's see what else. Last night, uh, Monday Night Football, Cowboys and Eagles. I watched probably the first half of this game when it was kind of close, but uh, Cowboys pulled away 
won by 20 points. They look good. You know, their running game looked good against the Eagles, or or the Eagles are just bad. But the Eagles had a good defense against the 49ers uh, last week. It was at 17-11. Um, so I think it's more about Dallas's offense. You know, they have all those weapons offensively. Zeke finally looked good. You know, Tony Pollard is a good backup to him. Good uh, change of pace back. Uh, and Dak looks great. They have a, a great receiving core. Their only issue is their defense, but the defense looked good against Jalen Hurts, you know. And, you know, I said this earlier this season that if, uh, if the Cowboys stay healthy, you know, depending on whatever issues Dak was having early on, if they just stay healthy and they can they can play – you know, they can outscore guys easily, other teams, you know, and they, you don't have to really worry about their defense, even though their defense was historically bad. They'll have to mostly just worry about it in the in the, uh, the playoffs. But their division is terrible every year. You know, you have the Giants are 0-3, and then Washington, you know, their their defense isn't as good as, as it was supposed to be. You know, they're not getting stops. got blown out by uh, Buffalo. And then, you know, the Eagles, you know, I, I don't think uh, – Jalen Hurts is the guy, you know, he's QB one right now and everyone's kind of hyping him up, but man, he just did not look good at all, you know? And, um, I think it's gonna, there's gonna be a lot of growing pains there. I think he's the bridge quarterback right now until they can find a replacement for the replacement for Carson Wentz. Uh, cause I, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't have a strong belief in, um, in his ability to be a franchise Super Bowl winning quarterback. Like maybe he could get them the playoffs a year here, a year there, but I don't know if they could do it consistently with Jalen Hurts. You know, I like Jalen Hurts. I just I haven't seen him. He hasn't, you know, taken that next step as far as improvement goes. You know, I know it's you know it's his first full year like starting, and it's a new playbook, new coaching staff, and everything. So he's still getting familiar. But right now, it's um it's not looking like he's the guy. But you know, still too early to tell. I think. Uh, but yeah, if the Cowboys just, you know, dominate their division, they could easily make the playoffs. And then after that, I don't know how far they can go. Um, the Manning broadcast was great yesterday. Um, I tuned out by the time this happened, but uh, Eli Manning was talking to uh, Chris Long and, and Peyton about, you know, how what it's like in Philly and his experience in, you know, playing in, in Philadelphia with the fans. And he was talking about how a nine-year-old fan was – was uh, giving him the double birds, and he started flipping off the camera, and it was actually actually flipped off the world. Everyone in America who was watching uh, ESPN broadcast, and then later he had to apologize because I'm sure someone was talking in his mic in his ear and saying, "Hey, man, you got to apologize. You just flipped off America." Um, so yeah, it was it's very entertaining, and the ratings go up and up every week. But I guess they're taking a three week break now, apparently, for some contractual things. Um, I'm not sure, but they can't just give us a taste of it for three weeks and then take it away from us. Um, so for the next three weeks, we'll have a regular, uh, boring Monday Night Football broadcast. Um, I just I love the Mancast. I think it's a it's a great idea, um, and it's worked well. Let's see what other games were good. Oh, the Chargers and the Chiefs. The Chiefs lost 30-24, and they're now in last place in the AFC West. You know what? Another division that's good this year so far is the AFC West. I've been impressed with. The Raiders are playing well, actually, but I don't want to say they're going to make the playoffs or do anything because this this has happened the last couple of years. But Derek Carr specifically... He, he seems to have taken that next step. You know, he's kind of back to that, what was that, 2018, 2019, I want to say, 
when he was like top of the list for MVP. It was like December. He was looking good. And then he fractured his back. And then like they were, I think they were a two seed, I want to say, a three seed maybe. But I think they had home field advantage. And then, or they had to go to Gillette. I don't really remember. I just remember he fractured his back, couldn't play in the playoffs. And they just, they got destroyed in the playoffs. But, you know, they could have gone on, he could have gone on a deep run there, you know, with Derek Carr because he was at the top of his game. But now he looks, he looks almost even better than that. Um, but, you know, Chiefs are one and two, last place in their division, and they haven't played a, a divisional opponent yet. Um, you know, I guess keep it short. I'm not worried about the Chiefs. You know, it seems like the Chiefs are a little complacent with regular season play. They've also had a really tough start to the se- to the season, if you think about it. Um, the brand, well, they did just play a divisional opponent. Sorry, that was stupid. Uh, so they've just played the Chargers. Before that, they played the Ravens. And then week one, they played the Browns. That's three or two definite playoff teams. And the Chargers, that's the upcoming team. They could make the playoffs this year. And, and Justin Herbert's a star. You know, this was a game where last year the Chargers would lose at a random, like, freak last-second play. year before they would. And now... This is what the Chargers need to do. They need to improve and, like, try to win those close games or, you know, come back and win. And, you know, you got to find a way to close games against good teams. And now, I mean, they did it once already, but now they need to keep doing that and and be consistent with that, and they can make the playoffs. But uh, for the Chiefs, yeah, they seem like, you know, they're complacent. They're ready for postseason football. Uh, This one, I think, it was Patrick Mahomes. He threw a last-minute interception, kind of cost him the game. He's, you know, he's going to force throws. That's, you know, that was his scout report when he came out of Texas Tech. You know, he liked Brett Favre. Brett Favre, you know, has a record for for interceptions, you know, and at one point he had it for touchdowns. But so Mahomes is going to do that same thing. He's going to try to, you know, as he's getting tackled, he's going to just force it somewhere if he can, and he might get picked off. You know, that's what he does. He's just going to force it into tight windows because he, he believes in his abilities and you know, uh, but I think the real issue there with the Chiefs is Clyde Edwards-Elair. You know, he had, he's been fumbling the ball a lot. You know, early in the game, I guess through halftime and stuff, he didn't look good as at all. Um, then kind of picked it up later in the game, and he ended up with 100 yards. And, um, you know, I think he had a receiving touchdown. Yeah, he had a receiving touchdown also. But don't let the stats fool you. Like, he's just... He's not the guy for, for that running game. And, you know, they they were a lot different when they had Kareem Hunt. They were so much better because he's, he's a better runner. He's a better receiver, too. You know, he's just a, a complete running back. He can do a lot of things for them. Uh, but, you know, given that situation with what happened with them, they had to get rid of him. But now in Cleveland, like, they have a, a power a power duo right there with Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, Edwards is he's a problem for the Chiefs, you know, because – when you're late in the game and you're trying to run out the clock, you know, they did that week two, and then he fumbled the ball, you know, and then, you know, changed the game. So are they going to be able to rely on him, you know, late in games to run out the clock and, and you know, try to milk it without fumbling the ball? Because, you know, he's done it in multiple situations already this season where he fumbles the ball, and I don't know. He's, he's definitely struggling. Um, and then let's see. Andy Reid had to go to the hospital, though, because he, he was sick, I guess. They didn't really announce what happened, uh, but he went to the hospital after the game. Uh, he has since then been released, and now he's, he's kind of resting, I guess. And 
I don't know what happened. Um, but yeah, good to hear that that he's doing better. Uh, Ravens and Lions. Uh, that was a snooze fest. Other than Justin Tucker broke the record for the longest uh, field goal in NFL history, sixty-six yards. Um, it helps that they were in a dome, but you know, still amazing. That's that's so crazy, sixty-six yards. Um, so the Ravens won nineteen seventeen. Uh, Bills, yeah, I mentioned earlier, destroyed Washington 43-21. Back-to-back games where the Bills have absolutely destroyed their opponents. Um, they look like they've bounced back significantly from that week one loss. That's an embarrassing loss now uh, to the Steelers. Because the Steelers now, Ben Roethlisberger might retire mid-season. Like mid-game. He might pull a, was that Vontae Davis? might pull Avante Davis with the Bills where he's just like, at halftime, he's like, hey, hey, coach, I'm out. I don't have it anymore. Because Big Ben does not have it anymore. There was a play, I think this went viral on Twitter. It's like a six-second clip where uh, Big Ben's at the shotgun, he hikes the ball, and then he's about to throw it, but then he slips on nothing. He just falls. There's no one near him. He just slips and falls, and as he's falling, he tries to throw the ball, and it's like the worst pass ever. And... Um, I think he's he's really holding the team back because they have some talent there, uh, but he's just he can't move, he can't really throw that well either. He's just back there like just doing nothing. You know they threw it 58 times and but he he still he has a lot of turnovers already. He's th- he threw t- two interceptions against Bengals who their defense isn't even that good and they lost 24 to 10. You know and um, Najee Harris was a leading receiver. 14 receptions. They targeted him 19 times. Like, damn. Over 100 yards receiving. You know, they can't get Juju Smith-Schuster going at all. Uh, their run game, you know, with Najee wasn't that great. You know, they're giving him his touches, though. Um, so they're they're going to have to keep force-feeding him because, you know, they, they can't get anything going, really. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I know it's early, you know, I'm, I'm saying that for a lot of these, you know, like the Chiefs, it's early. I'm not worried about them. But the Steelers... That's what worries worries me about it is that it's early, and Big Ben is already looking terrible. Like he's already looking like he's played twenty games this season. Like you're supposed to have an off season, and you're supposed to like you know get some rest during the preseason. You're supposed to come in looking refreshed. You know, oh man, I'm still young. I still got it. Still slinging it around. But man, he looks washed. Like so washed. And yeah, it's it's holding this team back. You know. They brought him back for another year. I think they probably should have called it quits, but they didn't have any other options. Really, like they did have options, but they didn't go out and and you know trade for anyone. They they still have um, what's his name, Mason Rudolph, the one who got fucking like hammered with a helmet by by Garrett um, from the Browns. They have him, and then they have Dwayne Haskins. Remember Dwayne Haskins? He's you know, had one year at Ohio State, played great, and then went to Washington and just flamed out. You know, apparently didn't, didn't know how to read a playbook or whatever, but now he says, uh, you know, he's doing better things and, you know, actually studying. But is he, like, a viable option as, you know, to take over for Big Ben? Or, like, I don't, they just don't have any options, and they didn't plan it accordingly to figure out who's going to fill in. You know, all these other teams, you know, Packers, they drafted – Jordan Love, you know, whatever we want to say about Jordan Love, we don't know if he could play. Um, 49ers, they feel like they have to make a change with Jimmy G, so they drafted Trey Lance, you know. Um, 
you know, even with, with uh, Tom Brady of the Patriots, you know, they drafted Jimmy G. You know, they, they bring in other guys, you know, just in case. Hey, you know, how many years does he have left? One year, one, two years, you know. All right, well, let, how about this guy? We, we stash this quarterback behind him, you know, until he retires. You know, they did it with, with Brett Favre. They drafted Aaron Rodgers, you know. So that's what you're supposed to do, you know. And the Steelers, they had no – like it's like they didn't know what the fuck to do, you know, because – Mason Rudolph isn't the guy. Dwayne Haskins, come on. Are we serious? Like, Big Ben's already, what, 38 now? Like, he's an old 38, too. He's, yeah, he, he's taking a lot of hits in his career, and he's he's more like 45, you know, and that's a bad 45. It's not a Tom Brady, you know, Florida sunshine, beautiful tan 45. That's, yeah, he, he's he's got a, he's got a few few months left. Of his NFL career, I believe, because he just he just doesn't look good at all. Let's see what else? Uh, Patriots and Saints. Saints blew out the Patriots, twenty-eight thirteen. Cardinals blew out the Jaguars, thirty-one nineteen. The Jags are, are really bad, you know, really bad. Um, you know, Trevor Lawrence has looked bad in some spots, you know, but you know he's just trying to make something happen out of nothing, you know, and and you know you can't blame him for that. Uh, you know, you can say the same for Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson is Zach Wilson's not going to be Trevor Lawrence, though. I, I'm not sure if, uh, you know, it's very early, obviously, in his career. Uh, they got to work on that on that roster there. You know, your leading receiver shouldn't be Corey Davis. You know, you're, I don't even know who the hell their running back is. M. Carter, who is that? You know, he had 24 yards, but they just they have nothing going at all. Got blown out by the or got shut out by the the Broncos, you know Broncos. Another good game from the Broncos. Uh, I've been impressed with them. They're they've been good so far. You know they have a, a great receiving core there. And Aaron Rodgers probably gonna win Super Bowl with uh, the Broncos next season because uh, they have a they have a good team in place right now. They're just a quarterback shy. But even with Teddy Bridgewater, you know he's just managing the game, doing what he needs to do, not turning the ball over, hitting his guys, making the right reads. And you know they're undefeated now, so so that's good for them. Uh, what else? Uh, Colts and Titans. Now the Colts are zero and three with a beat up Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz ended up playing, but they lost twenty five sixteen. Man, not looking good for the Colts. You know they might want to call Philip Rivers back, uh, see if he still feels like playing. Uh, the worst game probably of all was uh, the Browns and the Bears. Twenty six to six was the Browns. But the offense by the the Bears, you know, this was Justin Fields' first start, and man, it looked like it. It just it looked like it was his first start. He was six of twenty for sixty eight yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions though, um, and he rushed for twelve yards. Um, the leading rusher for the Bears was David Montgomery with thirty four yards. Like what? And the leading receiver was Alan Robertson with 27 yards. Like, this was horrible. And and Justin Fields was sacked nine times. Like, God. Like, they didn't start him because, like, okay, you know, we're, we're ready to get rid of Dalton. They they had to start him because Dalton was injured. But you don't want to leave your guy out there, Justin Fields, your new guy, just getting completely battered, sacked nine times, just getting hit a lot, and just, man, 68 yards passing. Like, what? That's crazy. They 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 look awful. They're they might be the worst team in the NFL. They're so bad. Well, Jacksonville's probably worse, but uh, yeah, that was just an embarrassment. And I feel bad for anyone who actually went to that game wearing a, a Bears jersey. Like that was just so bad. 
Uh, Falcons and Giants. I mentioned the Giants earlier. They are 0-3. Uh, you know, the Falcons are bad, too. And, you know, Matt Ryan hasn't been playing that well. Uh, he played okay, I guess, against the Giants. Um, you know, two touchdowns. But, you know, they barely won that game, 17-14. Uh, but... I don't know what the Giants are going to do with uh, with Daniel Jones. Even Saquon is a question mark. You know, I mentioned last week he looked kind of scared. Like, he wasn't really, like, trusting his knee. Didn't look as explosive or as confident in his knee as he did before. Um, and, yeah, same thing. He only had 51 yards rushing and one touchdown. You know, his, his, his average per carry is, like, 3.2 yards. Like, that's it's not great. You know, so, I don't know. They... If they have two question marks right there, like they're supposed to be their two best players in in Daniel Jones and and uh, Saquon Barkley, but right now, honestly, Saquon, you know, for as much as I like him and I think he could be great again, uh, he he's a question mark. You know, he's not he's not as explosive as he was before, and Daniel Jones is a huge question mark. Um, so I don't know. I think the Giants are going to be in a continuous rebuild mode for for quite some time because i I don't see any improvement there uh panthers and texans played on thursday night football panthers are undefeated they look good uh texans are still the texans and let's see week four we have uh, a couple games that that do look really good that i'm excited for you know obviously the number one game everyone's talking about they're going to hear about all week is uh the the patriots and the buccaneers you know, the reunion between Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, Tom going back to New England and, you know, but Bill's not, he's not playing those games. He's just trying to avoid all those questions about Tom and Tom's like, yeah, I don't want to reminisce and all this, but you know, Alex Guerrero, his trainer already came out and, and, and had some comments about, uh, about, uh, Bill Belichick. And so did, uh, Tom senior, you know, it was kind of everyone's bad mouthing Bill Belichick and the Patriots and, and Tom's taking the high road because he knows he's probably going to go back to Gillette and just dominate the Patriots, you know. And uh, this is a big game, though, I think, for Bill Belichick. A lot of people believe that, you know, uh, Tom Brady's more responsible now. Before it was split, but then as soon as Tom Brady won a Super Bowl for Tampa Bay, you know, in his first year, everyone's like, okay, well, how good is Bill Belichick? Bill Belichick's the greatest coach in NFL history. You know, you have Bill Walsh up there also, but... You know, I think this is a bigger game for uh, for Bill Belichick, and he's not gonna say it, but I know he wants this win a lot against uh, Tom Brady. But you know what? Tom Brady wants it too, so um, that's exciting. That's gonna be Sunday night football, so that's good. These Sunday night football matchups have been great. Last week or this past week, we had uh, uh, Packers and 49ers. Week before was that Ravens and uh, and chiefs was that that game that was a good game too so yeah a lot of a lot of good uh sunday night games so far i think the monday night game is gonna be good too you have the raiders three and oh playing the chargers two and one finally you know got a good start to the season um, i think they're playing in la though so that's basically gonna be a home game for for the raiders uh, not gonna be a lot of charger fans in those stands uh packers and steelers play at lambeau uh Steelers should get blown out Ravens and Broncos that, that's a good one too uh we'll see how how legit the Broncos are and then uh Cardinals and Rams that's a good one both three and oh that's the afternoon game at 105 on Fox Rams I think they can I think they can go all the way 
Um, I'm going to stick with my prediction of the, the 49ers and, and the Bills, but would not be a surprise if the Rams are, are right there. Um, that's not a hot take either because they're like, I mean, they're like the, they have the third best odds right now. Uh, but I, I've been surprised with the Cardinals, even though it's been a is a, it's been like a easy start to the schedule for them. You know, they're still three and zero. You know, they look great, but this is going to answer a lot of questions. You know, to see if if Kyler Murray is actually taking that next step, or is it or is it just you know the the teams that they're playing? I think he has. You know, we talked about it in the off season, and you know, even last year that um, you know he kind of plateaued last season. So did the the offense. And Cliff Kingsbury wasn't getting creative enough, but man, they look great. He looks really good, um, and yeah, so that'll be a good test for him. And then Washington in Atlanta, don't want to watch that one. That one's gonna be low scoring. That one's gonna be like thirteen to ten or something. Um, and then you have the Jets and the Titans. Don't really want to watch that one, but the Titans will. Oh, if you have uh, fantasy football, if you're playing that, pick up the Titans defense because. Uh, Zach Wilson is guaranteed to throw at least two interceptions each game. So he'll probably have four. The Jets might be winless, you know, at the end of the season. It's either the Jets or uh, the Jags. You know, those are the, those are the teams that are going to be the worst this season. Because even the Texans, at least they have a win. They got, they got the win under their belt already, one and two. Uh, they play the Bills. They'll get demolished because the Bills are just they're, – they're clicking on all cylinders right now. They got that first bad loss out of the way. Um, and then you have Cowboys and Panthers. That's going to be a good one. Um, we'll see, you know, how legit the Panthers are. Um, I don't, I'm not sure if the Cowboys are legit, but I, I think they're an automatic 10 wins this season easily. Uh, the Panthers have been really impressed with the Panthers. They did lose Christian McCaffrey, though. So maybe we'll see uh, Chuba Hubbard from Oklahoma State. In a, in a more prominent role there. Um, so I'm kind of concerned about uh, Christian McCaffrey. You know, he missed a lot of time last season, and then he comes back, only plays three games, and that's it. Like, now he's supposed to – he's going to miss, like, a few weeks. I think they're putting him on the on the IR. Uh, so that's tough. And then Lions and Bears. Uh, you know, the Lions are – they're 0-3, but that's, like, the best 0-3 football team I've seen because – they they've been competitive in, in most of the games. Like they were right there with the Ravens. The Ravens had a Justin Tucker had to break an NFL record for them to beat uh, the Lions. You know they got blown out by um, the Packers, but they were in it for the first half. You know they were competitive. Um, you know I think it's gonna work there in Detroit. I'm not sure with Jared Goff, but you know Jared Goff like what he does for them, it's it's working. You know it's working. It's just a rebuild process. Um, it's gonna work sooner I think than it will for the Bears. If the Bears keep Mac, Matt Nagy as a head coach, uh, Giants and Saints, uh, Saints will win that one. Colts and, and Dolphins, uh, that one's, I don't know, that one might go the Dolphins' way. Who knows? That one's, you know, two bad teams right now. Two teams that could have made the playoffs, or, you know, I think I had them both making the playoffs if Carson Wentz is healthy. The thing is, Carson Wentz is healthy enough to play, and they're still 0 3. And then the Dolphins, 1 and 2, you know, they're playing with Jacoby Brissett. You know, he was keeping them in that game, and, you know, he's. He, I think he can lead them to victory in this game. Um, you know, he's not a he's not a bad quarterback. He's a good option there to have for uh, for the Dolphins. Chiefs and Eagles, I expect the Chiefs to bounce back and, and destroy the Eagles, so the Eagles will be looking at one and three start. Uh, Browns and Vikings, Browns win that one. Uh, Thursday Night Football is exciting, though. You have 
it's only exciting because the quarterbacks you have um, Trevor Lawrence versus Joe Burrow. So back to back number one uh, draft pick quarterbacks. Um, so yeah, I just want to see how they compete against each other. Uh, Joe Burrow is obviously the more um, you know consistent quarterback right now. He, he's you know even though like he'll have a, a, a bad start to a, a game, throw two interceptions, but then he'll come back in the second half. Um, so he's still kind of learning too. But you know, the Bengals are two and one though. You know, no matter how they got those wins, they're they're two and one. Um, and then you have the Seahawks and the Niners. Uh, they are playing in San Francisco. San Francisco needs that. That they need that win. Um, actually, no, the Seahawks need that win more though, because you can't start one and three in uh, in the NFC West this year, because you know the Rams and now the Cardinals are undefeated, and then you have the Niners are at two and one and lost at a, on a last second field goal. So the Seahawks are one and three. That's gonna be tough to climb out of. You know, we do have that extra game this year, but if they win. Then you know they'll be tied with the 49ers at two and two, and then um, both those teams will be looking up at the Rams and Cardinals, and that's what's going on in the NFL right now. Um, so you know, want to get into my my watch list. Um, so there's a new season of Morning Show. Um, I'm in the. There's been two episodes so far. The first episode was really confusing because you know how you know this show's been gone for two years because COVID shut it down and stuff, and uh, usually when you when you're starting a new season with the show, they do a recap. They do like a whole fucking like a three minute recap, fill you in on what happened because during that two years, you know, I consumed other content. So some things from that show, season one, slipped out of my brain. And I forgot. Like there's a whole like wrongful death lawsuit. I'm like, who died? I, I turned to my girlfriend. You know, they were talking about it. The second episode, I was like, oh yeah, there's a wrongful death lawsuit and stuff. And in my head, I'm like, who the fuck died in the first season? And I turn and look, I'm like, did someone die? And this was like a big lawsuit? What the fuck? Like, I don't remember that. So the first episode was difficult. And I guess it's kind of hard, you know, so far because I'm having to piece together stuff that happened in the first season. Because they do, like, no recap at all. Like, what is this, man? Like, there's no no foreplay at all. Just going in for it. Like, come on. You got to, you know, build it up. You know, get, get me excited again. You know, give me... Give me the the recap of what happened the season before, because now I'm trying to figure out what happened um, in that first episode, because you know it just like starts like to now, and then then it goes like backwards again. So it was kind of confusing, but um, second episode was good, and now I'm kind of now I'm on track, and I understand everything that's going on. But you know this uh, this season they do address COVID and stuff and how it kind of starts up, you know, and then. So like there's like this dark cloud looming over the whole season. I'm like waiting for, you know, everything to get shut down in the show and, you know, people start dying and stuff. And I'm just like, okay, like this is real life. Um, but yeah, it's been good so far. Um, I really loved the uh, the first season was, was great. It just, uh, we binge watched it. Uh, we finished uh, Nine Perfect Strangers. That was on Hulu with, uh, with Nicole Kidman. She's like Russian or whatever, but she, uh, she, runs like a wellness spa and uh yeah that one was a mini series and it was eight episodes and melissa mccarthy was in it uh nicole kidman uh michael shannon um you know some other familiar faces luke evans was in it um yeah it was crazy it was very crazy i think i could only do those eight episodes and when if you know we took a couple weeks off so we had you know one week we had three straight episodes on a sunday we watched like the first two and I'm like, man, I, I got to take a break because this feels like too personal. Like 
I'm like in these people's lives and like I'm like watching a therapy session and I'm just like okay this is like too much therapy for me because it's like it's pretty heavy sometimes so I think I could only take eight episodes if that was like a long running shot I would not be able to do that but uh, yeah that was good I think it was worth the watch it was it was very different uh, let's see what else um, scenes from a marriage this is a remake it's on uh, HBO Max now. And stars Oscar Isaac and uh, Jessica Chastain. And there's, I believe there's three episodes out now. I've only, we've only seen one episode, the first one. And um, yeah, these uh, these shows or movies with when it's just like, you know, about a marriage or something. And that you just have this couple just like arguing and just something like, man, that looks terrible. I just, like, I want no part of that. But um yeah, it was good. That one was uh, the first episode was heavy, and I, I hear the second episode is also heavy and uh, very uncomfortable at at times. Not any like nudity or anything. So far as just like very uncomfortable like arguments and, and conversations. I'm just like, okay, I don't want to be a part of this. But but they're also like going to therapy in this too. So I'm like, okay, I've had I'm watching like two back to back shows where people are like in therapy. I'm like, I gotta I gotta take a break here. So I I haven't watched that show in a couple weeks but it is good i just just want a break from the uh the tv therapy so uh let's see what else have i watched uh, i think that's it so far and i do watch comedies you know it's not all depressing stuff uh but october is a good month this weekend uh many saints of newark comes out the prequel to the sopranos series if you're a sopranos fan like i am and then also i think uh what is that succession comes back not sure if it's Sunday, but there's been a bunch of rumors and stuff. I don't know if it's been verified yet, but that uh, Succession will be back in the month of October. So I'm very excited for that. Um, but yeah, we'll uh, keep you guys updated on, on other news and stuff like that as it, it comes up. Uh, so thanks for listening. We'll be back uh, next week. Thank you.